We are back. Welcome to season two. Season two of Oprah Podcast. It is not a music. <laughs> We're gonna call it season two because we actually took a like we didn't tell you guys, but we took a semi break mm-hmm. over the summer holidays, yeah. aka winter holidays for the Americans. But I feel like it might have been like come. December. Yeah. It was hard, you know, like Christmas was happening. It was all happening. Um also don't wanna dig dig at Bravo, but there weren't like you there know There just weren't the shows that we wanted to dedicate full episodes to. Like we had Salt Lake City going, which obviously was great, but like we don't want to force you guys to listen to things that we obviously don't like. Like, feel um, like we okay. need to talk about Personally, for 60 minutes. I love Kendall. Sorry, just well, sidetracking our intro. But I feel like I really like Sole and I think that um, I have a lot to debrief on. But also at the same time, I think it's just going to really hit its prime in season two. Yeah, and then we had something else that was on at the time. What happened? That I can't remember. Wasn't there another um, yes. show on that wasn't that yes. inspiring? Well, obviously, because none of us I think it might have been OC. Like, we might have watched a couple OC episodes oh that God, we were just yes. like, we just were like, nah, it's not worth recapping. Because yes. OC kind of flew by so fast. This Real Housewives of OC, um, it was all about coronavirus. It was like COVID.com.au. And then it was like season finale. And me and Chantel were like, what the fuck just happened? Like, like I don't like, get <laughs> Huh? What happened this season? And I just think and then even the reunion, I don't even think I watched part three. No, I did not either. <laughs> but that's why it's like, guys, we just want to make sure that we're only talking to you if we feel like we need to talk to you for an hour. Like, don't get us yeah. wrong. Chantel and I have been still seeing each other once or twice weekly. Mm-hmm. And we just haven't been recording anything because the Bravo shows, to be honest, haven't been worthy. No, and we're not going to waste your time. Like, if... That was a really weird sound. It sounded like a small bomb <laughs> dropping. <laughs> it sounded like a missile just went off in our near vicinity. Are we all okay? That's okay. Okay. I'm so good. I think that the um the recording is still going on. So if everyone around us is blown up, you guys are still at the oh podcast. God. But pretty much what we were saying is that, um yeah, don't want to waste your time. But I feel like this is a worthy hour because... Kendall and I have been binging Summer House and we're now into this, the fourth episode we of season five. We just finished episode four. It's amazing. But before we get there, so we're going to do a bit of a debrief. Yeah, because obviously we, a lot has happened in the past there's a couple months. So much. So I just want to quickly be like, how are you, Kendall? Oh, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> that is good. That's that. Now, now I'm kidding. I feel um, like I'm good, you know. I just, um, yeah. If I had to say Bravo wise, I've been binging the later season of Below Deck, mm-hmm. which has been a hoot and a half. Like I have to say, In I mean, and we haven't quite reached the bit because it's it was filmed March last year, so they they keep like kind of inching towards the coronavirus like hard lockdown time. So like I'm over coronavirus in a way that like yo want people to stop dying and then i'm also that's I'm just gonna it. unbutton my pants guys it's like it's too hard <laughs> that zip was just like <laughs> so we're in black underwear fully... so it's like you don't even know i'm so okay like we've got cheese here we all just need to get comfortable but so i'm over coronavirus in a way that like yeah over the pandemic over... i don't want to see it in my reality tv shows like but i guess also, that that's reality yeah. but like the point of reality is that we take some time we get out of our own lives. But you know what, Andy Cohen? I'm okay Am with... Am I Andy Cohen? No, but if you were, I'd say to him, Andy, I'm fine with less, less press pause for like a year and then get back to it next year. Like I'm over like everyone like complaining about coronavirus on reality TV because you're fine. I just say 
no okay with breast balls because I need it still. Okay, true, me too. But don't talk about it. <laughs> okay, true. I know it's a significant part of your lives, but just don't. Okay, but before we get into Summer House, because that's what we're all here for, I yeah. just want to quickly ask, like, what else have you been watching? Because have you watched the Britney Spears Okay, no. So I haven't watched Britney Spears. Why not? What I have been watching is I watched um not the whole thing, but I watched part of the Cecil Hotel thing with Lisa Lamb because it bored me a little bit. Oh wow! I know. Did you find her body? Yeah, she's in the. But I knew that because I knew about Lisa Lamb. So okay, so the Cecil (laughs) Hotel thing was on Netflix. I really liked it, but also I'm really bored in my life. I just kind of liked the interest. I quite like um, a real estate mystery or a location mystery of like mm. something scary, like a hotel with like 700 rooms. Like yeah. it was interesting, but then I think I moved on and I watched like the Night Stalker documentary on yeah. Netflix, which was great, I thought. But okay. I also knew a lot about that. Controversial. But like I've been watching The Office. Like I'd never watched the US Office, so now I'm like just binging it. But when I get bored of it, I watch something Bravo related and then I will go back to the yeah. office okay i get that because office is kind of like a palate cleanser it's nice it's, it's clean, always great it's friendly it's vanilla it ice cream yeah like it's always like it's like a good brand of vanilla ice cream it's like it's like you're rich like pay a bit more it's never on sale and then i can watch the night stalker for okay. a night so and this then is what i just feel to... sad and then i watch you the know, office you know night stalker yeah it's fart yeah but if he wasn't a murderer you're not attracted to him stop it I'm not not. This is a lie. Have you seen his teeth? Yeah, but if he shuts his mouth. No, a majority of women have said that his breath literally smells like the most disgusting thing in the world. Kendall. And you should see him like at the end of the trial and he goes like, hey, I'll say to him. Like his voice is petrifying. But if I'm saying shut the mouth, pretend he's not a serial killer, put down the hail Satan thing. No. I can like no. squint your eyes a little bit. I'd be like, yeah, let's Ted Bundy has to be the serial killer that you would pick to fuck. No, because now I don't know what he looks like. I just think of Zac Efron. And of course I'd be like, okay, it's well, not I guess Zac I'll Efron. go for a drink, Zac. So my other thing is I haven't been, I mean, I drive to work. My commute is maybe 30 minutes a day. Yeah. I've been really into true crime, pod, not podcasts, um, audiobooks. Uh-huh. So I listen to I'll Be Gone in the Dark, Michelle McNamara. Amazing. Great one. I also listen to... Um, Anyone, we're not turning into a true crime podcast. Just no, I'm just it. telling you what just I'm like listening thing, to. That Michelle McNamara, um, I'll be gone in the dark. If anyone doesn't know, it's about it's huge. Golden State Killer. Golden it's State amazing. Killer, you huge have to story. And then I listen to um, something else that I can't remember. I've listened to literally like four audiobooks, which I asked Nick the other day, like my boyfriend. I was like, does that count as reading? Yeah. What, what are you supposed to get out of reading that makes people so happy that you've read? Is the fact that you're reading is the fact that you're like absorbing a story. Like, I don't get it. Like, why, why, where am I supposed to feel the satisfaction from? That's a beautiful question. That's I just like, want to know. That question should be like in the last like takeaway of love actually or something really deep like can i say like oh i've listened to four audiobooks this year i'm really like is that the same as me saying i've read four books this year do you still get the um gold medal at the olympics if you have not kind of gone in the race but you've done the marathon i don't know what i'm saying but i'm just like is that the merit of reading books is about actually reading it or is it just nice that i've like listened to a story and like i think that's that's open for interpretation Guys, do you think that if... Guys, phone in. Is it the, the same line. thing if someone listens to the audiobook of Harry Potter or if they read it? Well... I read all day long. I know how to read. It's not that I don't know how to read. Can you read? 
Yeah. I'm not illiterate, I promise. I, if I was yeah. illiterate, then it would be a different thing. But I, no, I, I promise I know it. how to read. I just need someone to read it oh, to that me. That would be a great debate. But don't you think, I wonder what it is. I'm like, am I still yeah, to be and do like... People, like, people flex so much about reading. It's like, but we all can do it now. But everyone's always so fucking butthurt about reading. They're like, oh, you haven't read. Oh, you must read more. Oh, bling, bling, bling. Like, I always feel like it's this big fucking hot topic. So and I'm like, true. am I fulfilling that by listening to audiobooks <laughs> like i'm like what do you want from me I do you want me to maybe, read it i think maybe in this day and age there's something like kind of attractive if a guy told me he read i'm like cool like you can put down your phone for two minutes but it's not the fact that he's into books but then there's that whole like thing that i'm like maybe you're just saying it because you know that i would know but if read. he said oh chantelle listen to seven audiobooks like yesterday would you be like impressed or no yeah, see, if he said he read seven books, I'd be like, well, speed reader. Okay, no. But and I mean, if, like, he, if, he, if he listened to seven podcasts in a day, I'd be like, are you okay? Do you want to go talk? <sighs> see, this is where the stigma. It's unfair. What's anyway. the stigma around reading? <laughs> I don't know. Or it's audiobooks. Moral of the story is this is what I've been busy doing. The last one that I listened to, because I've listened to so many, and they're all yes, highly tons. entertaining. We so want to hear. I'll be, done, I'll be gone in the dark. Mm-hmm. Is great. Um, then I listened to another one with a female author who was amazing. I can't remember the name of the book, but that's great. This is a great story. Um, <laughs> but because it's like when I listen to a new one, I can't remember what happened before I was listening to it. Like, I'm like, this is the story I'm in now and See, I can't wait, move on. Maybe this is something to do with audio versus real life reading. So the, the last one, I just finished one today, which is probably why I feel like more emotional about like which one I was listening to. But it was called I colon the creation of a serial killer okay and it was by this guy named jack something rather and the guy that read it it's like the first audiobook that i've had read by a dude and his voice was like james errol jones like very like like sultry like he did like the voice of like darth vader right like very like deep deep voice and this guy had like a very sultry voice and by the end i like see like the voice that he has because it was from the perspective of the serial killer which was the happy face killer oh yes yeah yeah Yeah. so it was from that guy's perspective keith um hunter jesperson and just like the way that he talked and the way that he like he put on like a slightly different voice for like his for like the females he was talking like if a female was talking not annoy you no i just like felt like by the end i was like that's their voice like, it would almost oh, weird me out if yeah. Keith was, like, talking in real life. Because I'd be like, that's that not one. your voice. Like, I'd be like, that's not you. Like, Keith, it's just, like, Keithy. It's all about the inflection, though. Like, it's all about okay. whoever's, like, oh, like, I don't know. It just changes the way you perceive someone. It was just, I just, the more I listen to these true crime audiobooks, which has nothing to do with this podcast at all. So, like, sorry if you guys yeah. don't, don't tap out. Yeah. But I'm just saying, the more I listen to them, the more, like, I think about these people as speaking the same way as the person who reads the audiobook. Yeah, true. Like... I say that. When I listened to the Ted Bundy one, which was so fucking good, the Anne Rule one. You're so, like, Anne... Stranger, like Stranger Beside Me. She didn't read it. It was, like, another female, like, female person who read the book. But, like... A female person. Like, I don't know. It wasn't Anne Rule, but it was another woman who read the book. And then when she did Ted's voice, like, mm-hmm. that's how now I think that Ted, Ted's voice is like that. Like, I just don't... You're like Teddy. It would confuse me if he spoke any other way. Because I'm like, I listened for, like, 11 hours of him talking a different way. No, it makes sense. It's like when you listen to... 
someone speak on a podcast. It's probably like people listening to us. We went, and then you see that face. You're yeah, like, and they're oh, like, oh, that one's Kendall it. and that one's Chantel. I just said my name don't in a weird it. inflection. That one's Kendall. That was Chantal. Okay, so one last like crimey thing. I'm guessing like we could have like a spin-off crime bra. But I think show. that's the only thing. The only other thing the Bravo that Teresa, we're actually doing. Teresa Giudice would be our spin-off because it's the whole mob thing. But back to quickly my other last podcast that I've been listening to on our yeah. little break is called um The Apology Line. It's amazing. Oh, what it's is by, it? It's by Wondery, and it was like New York. 1980s early 1980s and this artist started this line where he a phone line where it's called like the apology line and the idea is that like people ring up and apologize for stuff so he's probably he's probably to thinking, another person yeah but it's anonymous so he's like don't say your name like, like and love song dedications yeah pretty much and he's like don't say your name um it's but it's not like he's like there in an office or a radio studio he's like it's an answering machine Oh. So this guy is like, you know, ring in, say you're sorry for something. But pretty soon after it happens, he gets like rapists, murderers, mm. like all this creepy stuff. So it's told from his wife um, now, well, like who he met like in the, the early Like the person 80s. who invented the apology line's wife? Yeah. Right. Oh, that sounds great. It's really interesting. And then it kind of goes on from there. I'm only up to episode three, but it has the real recordings. Wow. And it's pretty much, you know, one of those stories where you're just like, how have I never heard of this? Because it's so crazy. It's that. And you're like, whoa, how cool are you to hold on to this gem for so long? Release it. Okay. What's it called? The Apology Tapes. The Apology Line. Line. Okay. I'm going to have to listen because I downloaded a new audiobook today and I don't like it so far. Yeah. See your audiobook. Hello, podcast. Okay, great. Okay, and while we're talking about podcasts, <laughs> welcome. Welcome. welcome to oh Bravo. We are Oh the podcast. We yeah. don't fucking talk about true crime. It just so happens that both of us give a shit about true crime <laughs> outside of Bravo. But unless we're talking about true crime, we're probably talking about Bravo. So it's like it's one or the other. And right now, this episode, we're talking about Summer House. We have not recorded an episode since Summer House began. So lucky you guys will be talking about episode one, episode two, episode three. And we just finished watching episode and we have so many thoughts that literally when we saw each other we did not say a single word about how he felt about anything i told you maybe in a polite way to she was like don't tell me anything about how you feel how do you feel now we can talk about it so i want to start off with like the whole idea of the cast Mm. now being in a house and it's It's changed it's weird because so i've spoken to people um, that I've never watched Summer House, right? And I was like, okay, like, what's this show you love? And I was like, okay, so there's all these people. It's quarantine. They come into the house. They work and live there and then they do weekends together. And they're like, oh, so it's Big Brother. And I'm like, no, you don't. It's different. It's different because we met them as, like, people that come during the week and then, no, you know what I mean. Well, it's interesting because Summer House originally started as, like, a Vanderpump Rules spinoff, mm-hmm. which is actually why I started watching it. Not at the actual time that the spinoff happened, oh. but many years later, I went back and rewatched Vanderpump, as I do, and then I realized, oh, they're leading into this spinoff episode of Summer House. I may as well start watching it. I've got nothing else to do. And then I fell fucking in love with it because it's it's kind of gives you that, like, below-deck energy of, like, the cameras, like... That have been placed around the house. And also they're not all like, also they're still expected to work in real life. So you're like, yeah. they're not like, it's like Vanderpump, but not like Vanderpump season one. It's but like also, Vanderpump back in the day. Yeah. 
But it's like, so Summer House, the premise was originally that there are these young people that live in New York and then they rent this house in the Hamptons on the weekends and they essentially work their asses off during the work week and then they party all weekend long. And back in the day, like we used to have little scenes, maybe like two second clips of them during their work week. But now obviously with quarantine, we see them like actually working. They're all spending the summer in the house together, mm-hmm. six weeks, no distractions, Which no nothing. I find interesting because I've always found their work shots interesting because like as anyone in their 20s or 30s, you're kind of like, what's everyone doing? Like it's mm. quite interesting, or at least to me. And also I'm kind of like bullshit, you still have a job, but actually. Yeah, it's like don't you get paid enough with A lot of else? them do because I, there's quite a few of them and some of them that aren't that interesting and some of them like only come in like one season and then go and it's like, yeah. ouch, like you weren't that exciting. But yeah, I'm quite like, I'm, I was really excited to see how it would be. And I think we're in the full swing of it now. In episode four, everyone's in the house. And my, like, I feel like um, I'm seeing people differently. And I'm going to start off with Amanda and Kyle. Oh, okay. So firstly, Kyle looks really different. I think he's lost a bit of weight. He's lost a lot of weight. And I think, th- like, maybe, not a lot, something. but maybe he's, like, lost, like, 10 kgs. Ten, I would say 10 kgs. It's like when you're skinny, when you're like not fat or thin, you you're like fit and then you lose again. Like his like his gaunt jawline was like far more defined. And he's like, his like cheeks are a bit sucked in. And his mustache. Like it just feels like he's lost like 10 kgs. Him he and Amanda like of, are absolutely loving life right now, it seems. He like... I think that's in this episode, episode four, um, someone yells at him. We'll get to that later, but it's Hannah. And um, she says, like, you're a 39-year-old man. He's like, I'm 38, which totally, like, go, Kyle, because I hate when people are like, you're this age, and you're like, yeah. actually, I'm that age in four days, so fuck you. I'm not <laughs> that age right now. I'm 17 at heart. At heart. But, like, I feel like he's just maybe looking a bit older, and that's okay. No no he's shame still in the game. Some. Still handsome. He's a handsome man. He's a handsome man. But I feel like when I heard, so obviously we get like a little insight into Amanda and Kyle's relationship. I was telling Chantelle, I was like, look, I don't want to compare my relationship to Kyle and Amanda. Like that's not what I want. But like, we don't do it. But no one tells me. But (laughs) if I had to compare my relationship to one in the house, it would have to be Amanda and Kyle in that, put their cheating aside because my boyfriend has never cheated on me and yada, yada, yada. But like, we always, like, we're just ridiculous together. Like, I feel like their secret webcam that they have in their bedroom is, like... Weird shit. It just shows them it's being weird. Weird shit. And they're hanging out. And they're just like, huh, like come he, in like, here. He, come in the bed. And, he, like, that's how, like, we talk to each other. So I'm like, I can see how their relationship is misunderstood from an external perspective. Because people might think, oh, well, obviously he did treat her like shit for a while. So it's like, totally. oh, what the fuck? Yeah, and then no it's excuse, but it's also But like, when it's just the two of them, you can see that they have this bond where it's like, they genuinely give a shit about each other and they love each other and they're probably really good friends. And also, I just think at this stage, we, we have seen their like whole weird shit go down. They've been very open about it. I'm sure a lot of couples have shit go down and aren't open about it. It's like we have to give them a little bit of credit for like they've done what they want. Yeah. Amanda's happy, Carlson's happy, but bottom line, they're engaged. So it's like if you're their friend in the house, maybe just stand by it. And we'll come back to that later. But yeah, because um, he's trying. Like, who's to say yeah, that their just, relationship is bad at, at this stage? At this stage, like four episodes in, they both just seem very like happy and like. 
they're being really um like I'm gonna Cutesy. like see yeah there's a cockroach on her bed let's like laugh it let's like do a hands and you quiff in my face kind of thing Queef. I don't know. What's a quiff? It's like a hair thing. I got confused. Oh, yeah. It's like a buff. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's a queef. Did you have a buff? No. <laughs> I've got curly hair. I can't do a buff. It would be like a little ramen noodle buff. <laughs> oh, I know. Ramen so gross. Did you have a buff? I tried. It was to the side. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, back <laughs> to Summer House. Back to Summer House. Who else do you feel like has had a good transformation that we can talk about? Loving Paige. Paige has actually been really great. So, so Paige is really giving a lot of like, because like obviously anyone who has Instagram knows that Paige has broken up with her boyfriend who is now, like he's not in this season as in like he dropped her off at the house like a dad. Well, because last season we saw her and Perry, they were very much in love. She was obsessed he with him. He wasn't super involved in the friendship group. Like I don't think he ever came to the house no. specifically, but they had phone calls the and stuff. We knew of him. And then we kind of get the vibe that maybe they're moving a bit too fast or Paige, she doesn't feel ready to commit to the level that he's But wanting. Even if, like, that was the idea we're getting, it's like she's literally telling us, like, I don't know if I want to be with him. It's like, that's a really weird thing to say. Sorry, I just had an olive. That's yeah, a- and then, but they do quarantine together. They seem good, yada, yada. And then she comes to the house and Perry's in the first... Two point five seconds with her where he kisses her goodbye and they don't really seem too bummed out. They're going to spend six weeks apart. And the first few episodes with Paige and Perry, like, she seems great. She's having fun with her friends. Like, I feel content with where she is in the house. Yeah. But then she sometimes is like, oh, I forgot I have a boyfriend. Perry's, you know, FaceTiming me and I don't know what he wants. Like, blah, blah, blah. And then I think about it from Perry's perspective and I'm like, oh, my girlfriend's in a house with someone who she used to hook up with, like yeah, Carl. Absolutely. She's barely talking to me. I don't know. Like, I would just feel, not I, that I'm being possessive, but it's like, I don't blame Perry for being like, Paige, what are you doing? Like, Yeah, like, I, he obviously trusts her, but it's more just like a little bit of respect kind of stuff. And like, she's really, it's like, I get now maybe she's broken up so confessionals are a bit jagged because like she's a bit like... Well, she's like, oh, Perry wants to go to Greece or wherever. Like, Miami. I, yeah. He wants to go to Miami with me for six months. Like, and I just keep thinking about how could I spend six months with only Perry? Ugh. And but I it's kind like, of like... Don't say it in your confessional. I think it's a bit cheap to say in your confessional, but I also get it. Like, just say he cheated on her. I'd be like, yes, my confessional is my time to shine. But uh, what for, is weird it's me out is that like... When she's in the house and she's still um, with him, technically. Like, he dropped her off and then she's like, oh, my God, I forgot to call my boyfriend, lol. Ugh, Perry. Like, yeah. it's like, that's weird to me. But it's, like, rude as well. Like, don't talk it's about me bit... like that in yeah, front of cameras and international audience. Then, mate. Yeah, know? I don't know. There's something but weird. It's I really... mean, she's being a good voice of reason and I'm jealous of her Instagram job. Like, everyone else is working all day and... and so this is what I like. So when we see Bloody jobs, Paige. So Paige is, like, doing these, like... Everyone has these jobs. Um, Paige is doing 250, like... We actually don't know. We just made this, like, numerical digit mm, up that she... We thought every, about it. We thought, like, every we've post... We've worked with influencers in our jobs. Well. Yeah, so we thought, like, maybe every post she's doing is, like, two and a half grand. Mm. At least, or at most, you know what I mean? Like, that's kind well, of like... she gets the goods, like, and then I'm maybe sure she gets she the would, grand. Yeah, it's like, I'm sure she gets more and less, but that, I would say that's her average. Mm. And she, like, does that, and it's like, good for her. Like, if I could do it, I would. Same. No one's asked me yet. And she then, looks a bit lame on TV, but, like, if I got paid $2,500 a post, like, for sure. As she says, she's like, people can look at me and be like, you have no brain, but, like, 
whatever, I'm doing it. Good mm. for her. Then you've got like um, Lindsay, who's like owns her own business, right? So she, you don't really see much of her. Her boyfriend seems really, we'll come back to that, but her boyfriend seems busy. Then we've got Danielle, who's like boss bitch, loving boss her this season. Bitch. She's amazing. Um, Amanda and Kyle seem to be working really hard. Carl's yeah, working really hard. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Carl. Kyle is like, um, seems to like be raising capital, not very well, but like good for him, you know? Hannah's podcasting. Podcasting. It's like our goal one day to be on a reality show and they put our like job title as podcasting. Yes. Podcasters. That's when we've made it. That'd be great. Um, and then who else is in the house? Oh, we got Sierra. Guys, so much to talk about. Okay. So we just covered pretty basically Paige. Mm Let's talk about Luke. And Amanda and Kyle. Let's talk about Luke. So Luke obviously went to Minnesota. He was quarantining with his family. Last time we saw Luke, he and Hannah hadn't slept together, but, like, they obviously have this deep connection. I call bullshit, firstly. I just don't think you have a deep connection if you're going out with someone and haven't had sex. A, if you're not, like, not holding any virginity cards and you're also over the age of 25. Do you know what I mean? Like, come on. But I think that Luke's reasoning is, like, oh, if I don't have sex with her, then, like, she can't get mad at me when, like, he's, like, I love her and we have chemistry and I don't want to let her off the hook. I hate But if we have sex, then, like, I will actually be a bad guy. But he doesn't realize that he's already being the bad guy, even though he's not totally. having sex with her. But in his mind, he's like, oh, but if we have sex, that'll push everything over no, the edge. we're not 13. Like, it'd be better just have a one-night fucking quickie. I agree. And then move the F on. Yeah. Like, the fact that he's dragged her along, like, all of last season, and then apparently all summer and all quarantine, they've been FaceTiming every day. So for those who aren't up to date, like, Luke, um, so everyone's in the house, like, Hannah, everyone. And then Luke's like, yeah, I'm coming. Yeah. Also, I'm bringing this ultra-hot... Like, mm. model who's 24. She's amazing. Her name's Ciara. She She's is... got real boobs, but they look fake. Yeah. It's We've like... hooked up, like, ages ago. I really like her. Really? They hooked up. Yes. I thought you meant you, and I was like, what is this Me joke? Me and Ciara hooked up? No. So Luke weird. and Ciara hooked up ages ago, whatever. She's my As family. As Paige says, she's a nurse and a model, so she's like Mother Teresa with Naomi Campbell's body, mm. which is like just a bit unfair. You can't compete with that, as Paige said, and it is true. I'm sorry, Essentially. Hannah. So he rocks up with Sierra, mm. and Hannah's obviously a bit surprised because he didn't tell her, which is a classic fuckboy move. Mm. But I'm like, Hannah takes the approach that I 100% have and will do for the rest of my life, which is if there is a girl... And she yeah. is fucking with your man. Best case scenario, you find that girl, you make sure she loves you. Because that girl will right. tell that guy. The thing is, that girl will tell that guy, which is the same thing that happened with Sierra. That girl's amazing. Why are you treating her like shit? Oh, okay. My, and I know that it comes across as creepy and weird as per Amanda and Paige's. But I'm like, I get what Hannah's coming from in the fact that like in the past, if I had looked up with a guy... Or, like, my ex-boyfriend was, like... Like, a fuckboy kind of thing. No, it's more like if my... Oh, yeah. Well, no, it's more like if I was sleeping with someone and I knew that they had been, like, had a thing with someone else. Yeah. And I met the someone else. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, hey, so nice to meet you. Like, like I'm a cool I'm just girl. showing you, like, I'm a delightful person. I'm like, a cool you can't girl, hate yeah. me because I'm super adorable and if you do hate me, then that's not my fault. And, like, I'm, I'm like, not trying to ruin your life. I'm just sleeping so with your cool, boyfriend. Easy going. 
I'm just, I don't give a fuck. Okay. But it's more like it's All better right. to have the girl on team and then the both of you can be like, you're a fucking asshole. You don't deserve either of us. It's true. You I don't want like, the girl to hate you. Because okay, so then you're like, oh, fuck, she's going to make never, you hate I've never liked Luke. He always seemed like a fuckboy, but also... Him coming, like, the, uh, I don't know. Last season, he's like a fuckboy and a bit confusing and, like, really led Hannah on, who's a strong-willed woman, I think, and, like, turned her into putty. And I was just kind of like... But he, he is a fuckboy. Like, he's, like, no, yeah, fucking but, bandanas he wears no, around his so, head. I'm going to well, murder last, him. So last season, I feel like we didn't really see it fully. I was like, maybe that is him. Maybe he's just, like, cool. But, like, this season has just proved everything. Like, it, he is just awful like he's come on he's wearing it's summer like you can even hear the girls kind of paying him out they're like we're going in jeans no shirt bandana he's like this is the notebook and sierra is totally okay can we do a little quick sidestep do it so i listened to this other great podcast so it's called you're wrong about and they do um celebrity it's called what you're wrong about and they they just like it's not the end of the sentence. Yeah, but it's just three words you're wrong about. Okay. Okay. And, yeah, we're titled. End I agree. Sentence. I thought of the that part, but we're going to move on from that. But there, it's a really good podcast and they go through celebrity biographies. Anyway, so they go through Jessica Simpson's. Really mm. recommend listening to it. But did you know that Jessica Simpson what? was asked to be in the notebook and she turned it down? I feel like I heard rumors about that, but I didn't really... Like, what the... Would have been a totally different movie. It wouldn't have been a movie we would have known about. You know what I mean? Like, it's a cinematic masterpiece. Rachel McAdams, like, made that movie. Yeah, but it would have been, like, such a, like... Cheesy. Cheesy and, like... (laughs) Yeah. How crazy is that, But she did do Dukes of Hazzard. We can't take that from her. She deserves that. Yeah. Okay. So, back to Summer House. Luke's a (laughs) fuckboy wearing really questionable fashion choices... Weather-wise, not smart. There's one scene where it's nighttime and, like, he's, like, being a dick. And I'm, like, can we just, like, stop and be, like, he's wearing a hat? Yeah. He just is dressing like a douche kebab. And I feel like the fact that he doesn't have a beard is making me more angry. Like, I think if he had, like, a small amount of stubble, I'd feel, like, more amicable towards him. But he's, like, got no beard. He's, like, I'm a model. I'm a jewelry maker. I'm making jewelry. Like, I'm, like, I just want to fucking, like... Get Keith Jesperson, the smiley case killer, to it. And in other scenes, I just want to talk about the fact that he looks like Prince Charming from Shrek. Oh, he does. I'm going to put that on the meme. But he's itsy bitsy. But it's like, imagine Luke with the same size as Stravi. Then he would literally be... (laughs) Lord Farquaad. He would be literally be Lord Farquaad with blonde hair. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because Stravi, can we talk separately? Okay, so we've kind of talked about... Okay, we haven't really, but Ciara versus Hannah versus Luke, that whole fucking thing. I think Ciara, I really like her. She seems really cool. She's come in with this hot guy. I'd be like, yes, Luke seems really uh, of the earth. But she's also been a girl's girl. She's like... Oh, if he's treating Hannah mm-hmm. like this, like Why I'm would not I gonna hang like. Out? Yeah, exactly. Which is beautiful. But then we have Lindsay and Stravi. Lindsay's obviously been dating him. Their anniversary is coming up next episode. They've been together for a year. You know what? What's his name? Uh, Stravicius. Lachlan. Oh, Stravi's the last name. Obviously. Yeah, it's the okay. last. Name. Is it Lachlan Stravi? I don't know. Uh, we'll talk later. Luke. Stravi? I don't know. But anyway, so she's with Strav Strav now, and he's like maybe five foot seven or something. 
is how it looks. Four foot seven, five foot seven. He looks fucking schmidgy. And he has the Lord Farquaad haircut. <gasps> Which is cute. Like, don't get me wrong. I have nothing against him. He seems like a delightful man. I love him. I it just, just seems like Lindsay is aggressive as fuck with him. I don't and think Lindsay he's like a him. small puppy. And she's like a pit bull that wants to mate with him and have babies with him. And he's like, I'm not ready. I'm scared. I'm scared. And I just want to work in hospitality. And you're... He's like, I'm just trying to do my job. And like, Lindsay's it's like, like, like... women start getting mad at their husbands for like... Or their dudes for like working. When you're 34 and you have ovaries that are going to expire i i am with Lindsay. there's like okay chantelle is team Lindsay 24 7 i just love her i love him he seems great but he is not for our lens like she is see i don't know because he's very calm he's very delightful like she can't be with a carl she can't be with a whoever the fuck the first guy was who's the best friend but she needs someone a little bit but who who could you ever think of no one but like no, that's she thing. has to be with but, someone. But that's the thing. Like, who would you put me with right now? We can't think of anyone. But Stravi is delightful. But he's delightful, but that doesn't mean, like, he's a good, like, a compatible match. He could be the best guy in the world. It doesn't but I mean... think that maybe they have, like, tiffs here and there. But eventually he's like, Lindsay, let's talk about this rationally, blah, blah, blah. And then they come together again. I like, don't know. What do you see her? She needs to obviously, she will always but, have her blow up okay, moments. So and then my... she needs someone to come and be like, eventually, like, Chill the fuck yeah, out. But this I isn't feel like how it he's is. A bit like, I don't know. I just feel a little bit like he's like, I came with you. That's what I did. Like, so she's like getting but mad I at him. I would also feel like that. Like he gave up his quarantine to be with whatever many people that he doesn't know very well in the house so that she could keep her job of being like in the house and they could be together. But you can't keep that against someone forever. Yeah, but then you, she can also be like, oh, I'm not making you a sandwich. But she shouldn't have to make him a sandwich. But if he's working and she's not, she should make him a sandwich. Oh, in out of politeness. Like if he says, oh, can you make me a sandwich when you get a chance? He's not being rude about it. I think she was drunk and I've been there. I just, I don't know. I just, I love her. But interestingly, I'm sharing these thoughts about being a bit negative about Stravi. And Danielle is too, Danielle. Oh, she's gone hard. But I'm, I don't, Lindsay does not know of my existence, whereas Daniela and her are best friends. So it's an interesting thing. And Daniela, I feel like. Danielle? Danielle. What? What, what are you t- saying? I don't know. It sounds like Daniela. Oh, it's just Danielle, isn't it? Yeah, it's I'm just sorry, Danielle. Danielle. Uh, no. <laughs> um, uh, sorry, Danielle. Um, Danielle's gorge. Love she's her. hot. Her body looks amazing. Like, honestly, she's obviously working her butt off, but it's bothering me the fact that she's sitting in front of confessionals being like, Stravi and Lindsay aren't right for each other. She wants to have babies. She's pushing this on him. They're you know obviously not compatible. And it's like, dude, chill out. This Actually, is not cool. I just thought about it. She might just being really, might have been really opinionated because she has no storyline. Like she literally has no story to show except for like being in a computer and being like, I'm a boss bitch, which is cool. But like, that's not, I don't care about you. Like so you her storyline is like, tell me about Lindsay. Yeah, that's her storyline. And, like, tell me about your Well, maybe we should hook up with Carl cool. again. Remember when last season they kind of, like... Yeah, they used to go out, like, that's how she got on the show. Did you know this? No, I did. But, I mean, like, last season it felt like... Oh, yeah. They had a weird hookup. No, so you know what it is? Well, her and Lindsay. Well, her and, and it's, like, Lindsay Remember her and, her and Luke? Yeah. Kissed? And I think it... What? what? Happened- that was a hot New What's Year's? her name? Um. Oh, yeah. The New Year's thing. Yeah, and Hannah was like... Okay. Yeah. Huh? Hannah was upset at she was, Lindsay because she's like, all... you pushed Danielle on Luke. Which I, 
like, it's all confused. Everyone needs has to gone. also chill out a bit. Like, I think Luke might, like, I'm calling all this shit, but if Luke looks me in the eyes, it was like, Chantel Walsh. Yeah, I'd fuck him I without. I am crying because I love you and I can't yeah, oh my do this. I'd be like. I agree. <laughs> I'd be like, dearie me, let's go for a kiss. It's so hard. You can't judge either Sierra or Hannah because it's mm-hmm. like, how hard is it? You guys are in a house together. There's literally no other options. It's COVID times. You're not going out the same way There's you were before. You've literally got each other. Luke's fucking hot. You guys have flirted for ages. Yeah, you fucking and you love know, him. Quarantine. You get a bit weird. You're like, is that a weird? Oh my god! If look? he cried to me, I'd be like, okay. Let's fuck. Also, like the pandemic, like you could die tomorrow back in March last year. Like, yeah, times were. I'd be like, yeah. Buzz them. Let's like live a little, you know? Anyway, we're just turning on the air. I'm on. hot. Are you hot? I'm so hot. It's probably because we're talking about Luke. <laughs> Guys, Luke, I get it. He's hot. And and even the fact that he's a bit of a fuckboy, like, I'm more attracted to him. Yeah, because there's something. <laughs> Do you know what it because is? Because he's an asshole. No, because there's something about fuckboys that you're like, you're a dick. You'll never like me. And then when they like you, you're like, I'm cool enough to get a fuck boy. It's like how yeah, the fuck like, boys work their I'm magic. way more, like I feel more validated in myself. It's the fact that you like me, so which is sad. Bad. They're the worst. They're the absolute worst. So we agree. Like we think, we think Luke is the worst. We also think, I think Hannah has been a bit crazy. Like she obviously mm-hmm. like is very intensely into him and she needs to just pull back a bit and put it all into perspective yeah hannah is like full stop crazy this season but fully with her too because i think he's lit that little match yeah and this is what gaslighting is called he is totally manipulating her he's like like you you kind of like for one second i'm like oh fuck she's overreacting and then like you see this scene where he's like i love you you're my best friend you know you're my person so i think with luke he loves like flirting because he knows hannah is in love with him he's done that he's like made her a thing but the way he talked to her in it's some of the times where she was saying, like, this is how I feel, blah, blah, blah. He was being a huge asshole, being like, we were never together, like, blah, blah. And this is why she cried. And this is why I'm also, like, Summer House is so real. Like, put the cameras that go in the corner of the rooms aside. It's, like, the fact that Hannah's, like, aggressively mm-hmm. crying. Like, she's, like, hysterical. She like, looks messy. She looks messy. She doesn't look cute. Sierra looks cute. She's going downstairs. She's like, Luke, let's fucking chat. In my wildest dreams, I wouldn't have ever allowed myself to do what Hannah did unless I felt all the feels. Which she feels. Oh, she obviously I, feels I've the feels. I've been there so many times. Like, I feel like that I would have cried, too. I would have, hands oh, down, if Luke had said I know to me, that feeling you're when you- not on reality, I would have been like, crying i would have been hysterical and i feel like hannah you can even tell she like is angry at herself and like you can see her like her friend Paige, who's like her best friend is like pissed at her like but she will still be there but like you can tell it's like where you're like who are you she's gone a bit crazy and she Mm. i've been there where you just like go you like not yourself you're just that's the worst though because you're in a situation where you're like hannah and you're like i know i'm letting this guy fuck me over again and again and again but then the more i talk to him and the more he's upset about it and the more emotionally he gets the more mm-hmm. i want him and, you and kind like of, and you i'm want to sorry make to all my friends so like it seems like oh, i'm yeah. being an asshole and like i'm being a loser but like i don't know what else to like yeah I you're don't like your sorry. friends like suddenly don't like you don't need them you're just like mm-hmm. i don't i don't really like you're like i just need this to be good yeah it's messed up it's horrible and then it's like so obviously the, the last episode 
the biggest thing that happened was this altercation between Hannah and Kyle and Amanda, mm. where Kyle's upset that he doesn't feel like everyone's pulling their weight. Man, Amanda, um, Hannah immediately kind of is like, oh, you're talking about me? You're saying that I'm not doing X, Y, and Z? And they start getting heated. And I feel like the problem is that Amanda's been like so loyal to hannah in her whole situation with luke which you don't have to be like no i actually found that really surprising because i've never like like i've never had a thing against amanda i've just never like warmed her i think it's because we haven't really seen her personality that much because her body is like the one body i would pick in the whole world to be my body she's a babe like honestly hers or like jennifer aniston yeah like tough call but she's gorgeous and also i feel like we've just always like we were met uh, we were introduced to Amanda, like, as in, like, some, like, girl that came over in season one when Kai was in the house late at night. We'd be like, I want to fuck you. And we're like, ah, cool. And then, like, <laughs> season two, like, oh, they're dating. Okay, like, we like her, but we don't really yeah. – the camera wasn't, like – like, I don't know. We just didn't really know her. But, and then Kyle cheated on her. And, and Kyle was, cheated. Like, and I was kind of like, oh, what an idiot. Like, she took him back. Like, this is stupid. But, like, actually this season, I don't know. Like, I feel like she's she gives – she's – She's trying really girl, hard but to she's be, also really... she's been a good friend to Hannah and like to a point, like we had the whole conversation with her and Kyle in the car where Kyle's like, you're being defensive of her, like to a fault, like yeah. at what point? And she's like, I don't care. Like if Hannah's done something wrong, like I'll still support her because that's my girl. And it's like the mm. fact that Kyle came or whatever he did, like, I don't feel like he particularly came for See, Hannah. I do a little bit. I don't think he did. I feel like he was just like, I feel like you're annoying did. me that you didn't do this. And she immediately goes, Oh, but your relationship is shit. No, I agree that. But I also feel like to be fair, if they have a problem with Hannah, not emptying the, the bins, just fucking go to her and be like, yo mate. But Kyle did say that. But in front of everyone. And like, but it's like, it was I feel like Hannah weird. doesn't need to go for their relationship. Totally not. Like, that like was that's never for. cool for her to be like, oh, mm. but you guys don't talk properly. No. Or like, that was oh, the way that he talks to you is not cool, blah, blah, blah. So what happened was like, yeah. So like Hannah went for like, you might be able to shout at me, uh, shout at your girlfriend, but I don't, I don't want you to shout at me kind of thing. And I don't stand for that and walked off. And that's just a big slap in the face, as Paige later says, which I actually value Paige saying to, yeah. to Amanda, because this girl stood up for you, and, like, yeah, her and Kyle's relationship, it's not perfect, but, like, they've come, like, tenfold so well, like, from where they were. Yeah. So I just think it's a little bit shitty for her to throw that in her face. Like, take it on Kyle, then, if you're mad at him. Yeah. So it's, like, a Have whole... Have a problem with Kyle, but I feel like yeah. her whole thing is that she's, like, she kept putting in little digs, like about their relationship and i can't remember what she said at the end but she was like she said something so she walked away from the table she, then she came back and she said to Paige, yeah. like something what'd she say he's insecure about his relationship yeah and it's like well that's your friend a that's his relationship friend. with your friend and be so, like please what calm relationship down. is he insecure about the one he's obsessed with right now it's like that's not the right i don't know it was all it, she just sometimes gets you could tell her had been drinking and she just seemed really immature and petty yeah. So I'm so equi. I love Hannah and I don't love Hannah. Because I sometimes mm. think that Hannah talks like a bit like, hi guys, here's my life story. Yeah. I really like Hannah back I'm not in the day, going to I... take X, Y, and Z from a person. And you need to blah, blah, blah. Like, I just feel like she talks a lot about herself. Also, and I don't feel like she's like, just... hey, Paige, what's going on with you and Perry? Like, she's like, no. Look again. Bye. Okay, 
a few things. Firstly, we only see what we see. Maybe she does ask that and the producers But that's it. our job as reality TV judges. Okay. Yeah. To judge what we see. Okay. Hannah, ask more questions about everyone else's lives. I can't sit there and judge what people don't say B. on TV. Okay, B, one more thing. I just think this shows the full power of a fuckboy can turn the best, smartest people into total messes and selfish riches. Which I agree with. Yeah, like, I just, I think... That is a sad state of the world, you know? But Paige and Hannah have been good friends to be there for her, even during totally. her mega fuckboy time. I think that's why, like, it's it also shows that, like, she's a good person. It's just, like, this is so fucked up. Anyway, let's go on to Carl. Carlitos. Carlitos Banitos. A sober giant and a half. So he's been, it seems like since the last reunion, he made an announcement that he was sober or he was attempting to be sober or he was lightening up on his alcohol load. And he just seems like really delightful. Like his whole personality seems to have been like from a fuck boy to like a nice boy. He seems to give a fuck about what he's doing. Yeah. He cares a lot about his friends and he's always cared about his mom. Like we always know that. I love about that him. so much. And it was cute, like, at the beginning of the season, like, his mom was getting remarried, and that's kind of like Lindsay was saying, oh, like, I hope that he's not as much of a commitment foe, because his whole commitment has been from his parents' divorce, but hopefully now that his mom is showing that she can move on, he can move on as well. I have a little bit in my heart that's still a bit Tell us the story about you and Carl on Instagram. Oh, no, not for that. I want to hear about it. Oh, that's just me. Um, So we posted. <laughs> I've always had a crush on Carl. And then we posted. <laughs> we posted, like, in a got He got mad at us. He got mad. It really hurt my crush feeling. <laughs> um, No, but just, like, in a celebrity on TV way. And then we posted. I posted. <laughs> you take responsibility. Something that was not true. And he was like, I can't believe you're spreading the lie. And I was like, me scusi, Carlito. You're like, I didn't know. I love you. I was Carlos. Like, this is so silly of me. Let me correct my mistake. And he was like, it is correct. And I was like, do you want to go on a date? No, <laughs> I didn't say that, but he, he was, was just, like, he was just, um, look, he corrected me and I corrected our post and he was a bit serious and that's cool. But that's also what we expect of Carl. He's a very um, serious guy. But what I was saying is I hold a little bit in my heart for him and Lindsay. Oh. Because I know that. So anyway, so he's been really good this season. Um, Just, you know, being he's making his bed every day. It's really cute. Mm. He's like going online. He's just looking really um sober. But like he's just happy. But this, the last like two minutes of this season five episode four he um he gets a call from his mom and we see him go outside and he's like crying and then he goes into Lindsay's room and he's like my brother has died because that's his best friend yeah and i i just love that like you can see Lindsay and i'm like i just hold a little flame for them that's all i'm saying but you can see the difference between carl and Lindsay as best friends that have tried to date versus Luke and Hannah, who are people with chemistry that try to be friends. Like, I feel no, like it's true. the difference is that Carl and Lindsay always had an innate connection. They've been best friends for a long time. They tried to date and it didn't work. And they're still able to be there for each other. Whereas you've got Luke and Hannah, who always, like, went, as soon as they met each other, they got this intense chemistry with each other. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. And then they tried to be friends. And it's like, it just doesn't work that way. It doesn't. Oh, anyway, I love them and I hope Carl's okay. Same. It was very family. awful. And it felt like next episode, 
We they don't actually give very much like insight into what happened with Carl. Yeah, part of me got a bit angry because I was like, how can we be like, like next can- week? And then we're talking about fucking Hannah again. <laughs> it feels like there's just more issues with Hannah. Her and Amanda seems to be like, oh, you're not a true friend. Oh, you threw a glass of water. I mean, like there just seems to be like too much drama in yeah. that department. And then there's a bit more with Paige and, and we Perry. Don't, we don't see Carl though. So I'm thinking he might leave the house. I mean, he should. Like if it was me, I'd go be with my mom. I think he might. He loves his mom. I know. I love her too. Um, I think that's kind of it this week, right? I agree. Like Summer House is like never been better. I, if you're listening and you work at Hey You, which is the Australian um, provider of this show, give me a call. I want to sleep with you and get all the rest of... Because we would binge watch the shit out of it. We would. would pay like 500 cents for it. So let us know. It's $5. Yeah. Let us know where you are and we'll do it. But I just feel like <laughs> I'm. we're glad to be back. Glad to be back. And next week, I reckon, so next week we're going to do a bit of, um, well, the new Summer House and also an update on Real Housewives of New Jersey. And then a bit Vanderpump. of a... Vanderpump. What's going on there? Everyone's pregnant. Everyone is still pregnant. Aka okay, Sheena and her photo shoot. We're going to talk about Stassi's new babe, Beeb, whatever you want to Hartford. call it. Hartford. Hartford Hartford And then we're going to also do a top five at five, which we're not going to release till this week on our Instagram. So keep watch. We love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.